Hello, welcome uh, everyone. This is a pilot podcast. I will be I will be speaking about uh, an important uh, mental health issue that it is considered as a common disorder among personality disorder. So, why I'd like to speak about mental health disorder? In the course of our lifetime, not all not all people will experience a mental illness, but everyone will struggle or have a challenge with their mental well-being, for example, their mental health. Just like we all have challenges about our physical well-being from time to time. When we talk about mental health, we are talking about our mental well-being, our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings, our ability to solve problems and overcome difficulties, our social connections and our understanding of the world around us. And in short, this is what makes us as a human being. And the World Health Organization famously says there is no health without mental health. Today I'll speak about uh, an issue or a topic. Is it known as kind of tricky topic to be discussed uh, among the healthcare professionals? Not due to the lack of awareness or lack of the ability to diagnose but it is due to limited uh, resources that we have in our healthcare system and as we know the most important uh, the most important target like to solve uh, a problem is to have to build a good awareness by spreading awareness and give the healthcare professionals as well as the uh, people who are taking care of that one who's having this mental disorder is to give them the right knowledge and most of the time people with the borderline personality disorder not actually like most of the time they have like an issue with a high level of social and personal dysfunctionality and borderline personality disorder co-occur with high uh, co-occur with other mental disorders, and these patients present to the clinic with a variable, a variety of uh, uh, somatic uh, complaints, and they have the highest rate to psychiatric uh, healthcare facilities and psychiatric emergencies. This takes us to the next question. What it is borderline personality disorder? It is simply a mental disorder with a high burden on patients, families, member, and the healthcare system. As we previously said, it was previously regarded as untreatable, but the progress that has been made in the understanding of the psychotherapy resulted in a better outcomes in terms of diagnosis and management. Borderline personality disorder is a mental disorder that is characterized by a pervasive pattern of emotion dysregulation, inconsistent identity, and disturbed interpersonal function.
some might wonder if, if, there is, if there is another name that could be that is given to the borderline personality disorder yes there is some people they might call it the emotion dysregulation disorder and some people might call it it's not an it's an official name but it is it is it represents the patient's hypersensitivity so they call them they they have no skin or the no skin disorder which means that they don't have literally like no skin but you know the the skin is a protective has a protective role to protect ourselves from needles microbes as I was as the internal organs and these people they have theoretically no skin that could protect them from negativity or the situation around them so they high they hyper sensitive and their emotion or their response or the reaction and their impulse to the situation around them is exaggerated and it is as i mentioned earlier it is like a challenging disorder and Paris in 27 described as, as a multidimensional syndrome whose symptoms are not confined or accounted to for by change in the mood disorder. So let's talk about numbers. How often could we see it in the general population and what is it the lifetime prevalence of PPD? PPD represents borderline personality disorder. Borderline personality disorder is typical onset in adolescence after the age of 12. However, we can give the diagnosis for this patient until the age of 18 years old, 18, 18 year, old, year old. But this information is important. Why? Because the therapist or in the healthcare facilities, this is will guide the therapist to give them a psychotherapy based on their personality type. So back to the numbers. Lifetime prevalence of PPD is up to six percent, and adults' prevalence is one to two three percent. And this is this number. This number varies according to the resources. So I just like put it down between one and two to make it easier like to remember and to give you a variation that every 100 pa patient or every in every 100 in the population every 100 person we could have one or two person they might have borderline personality disorder so someone someone might wonder what is the role of genetics and is it like product of maltreatment in the, during childhood or it could be just purely genetic disorder the simple answer to this question is it is a mix neither one of these factors should be necessarily there however genetics play a sh like a strong role in developing this uh, disorder but we could see some cases they have disorder but they don't have the genetic susceptibility at the same time some people they might be raised by PPD patients or parents or caregiver 
but at the same time, or they have been through a difficult situation in their life, but they haven't been diagnosed with this disorder. So, how could we diagnose the borderline personality disorder? According to the DSM-5 Diagnosis Statistical Manual that was presented or uh, introduced by the American Psychiatric Association in 2013, it has nine criteria. In order like to diagnose this uh, a patient with a borderline personality disorder, they should have five out of nine at the time of presentation at the clinic or at the ER. And impulsivity is a must in order like to diagnose this. The, the, in order to diagnose a patient with a borderline personality disorder. So, what are these nine diagnostic criteria? First, self disturbance or identity disturbance. What does mean? What does it mean? They don't have a clear image about their identity or the person who they are. Interpersonal relationship, they have a kind of problem or difficulty to maintain a long-term relationship. So they have uh, frequent relationships, like they have a couple of relationships, but they are for a short time. And they have paranoid ideation that they struggle with it at work or the family. They might think that someone is running after them or some people or a group of people, they are trying to harm him or them. Affective instability, which means they have kind of flat mood. Flat mood, it looks like depression, but somehow it's related to the borderline personality disorder psychopathology. Emotional dysregulation, where they have like moments of intense explosive anger. And impulsivity, it is a core feature, as I said, and again, without the impulsivity, the diagnosis would be rarely even be considered. And impulsivity, it's like mania or hypomania, expend, uh, like spending money, uh, sexuality, it could be about like, uh, uns uh, like an, abil an ability to sleep. And they have suicide, seventh is suicidal and parasuicidal behaviors. I'm not gonna go too deep into this, but these people, they have a high history of, or a remarkable history committing suicide or parasuicidal behavior, like cutting their, their uh, cutting their veins or arteries, or just like scratching by the knife. And it might be believed or related to the emotional dysregulation, um, but it should be taken seriously anytime any patient presented with these symptoms. The chronic feeling of emptiness, and they have a fear of abandonment, whether like it is real or faked or like they just like created it in their mind. So the next one, as I said, borderline personality disorder co-occur with other mental disorder, which means that it has a high comorbidity profile. The highest mental disorder of by 84% is an anxiety disorder, followed by 
the mood disorder for 82% while the third is substance use disorder by 78% it overlaps with other disorders so as I mentioned impulsivity could be like could be present at the clinic with many on hypomania and depression that it is represented by affective instability which means that they have they take the, pa- the patients the patients with the BPD takes longer time to restore to get their mood back in the normal uh, level or in the normal situation And here we reach to the last part, treatment. Short answer to the treatment according to the, uh, according to Canadian guidelines, British and Australian guidelines is psychotherapy, specifically dialectical behavioral therapy. There are other 13 type of psychotherapy, but mainly most of the guidelines focuses most most of the guidelines focus on the dialectical behavioral therapy it's like a huge subject to talk about but I would like to mention the common elements the common elements of psychotherapies first of all clarity clear clear setting transparent treatment frame uh, framework second informed focus on borderline personality disorder and individually consented targets active supportive and challenging therapist therapist should be strong and supportive at the same time and they should have a validating atmosphere and they have a balance between acceptance and change acceptance of the limitation or the ability that they can do at the same time to give them the tool or to give them the right training in order like to to change and continuous attention to the affect because it's somehow it's not somehow it's linked to the borderline personality disorder uh, psychopathology and give them teaching skills providing competence self-efficacy and continuous focus on motivation and collaboration and give them a crisis plan like a, cl- a, pl- uh, a plan B what to do in situation where they might lose control like extreme anger or positivity so there's kind of situation where they could control their emotion so for example like they are having a moment where they burst or where they lose control of their uh, where they will lose their temper easily they might go to like to the fridge and have like a, a ice pillow or a nice bag and put it in their face or they might change their position to go and to escape the situation so they don't react to it and many other examples and here is like uh, this is part of the psychotherapy uh, right now I'll move to the tips for the pharmacology treatment which is very important to know about the details about this because unfortunately not all the uh, healthcare professionals uh, are aware of this uh, uh, of these uh, of the, like of these uh, tips so we should use medication only as an add-on to psychosocial intervention. If drug treatment for comorbid condition is planned, define target symptoms and the time period. 
and ensure that treatment effects are assessed and side effects are monitored. Review drug prescriptions on a regular basis. Include patient in discussion when deciding about medication use. And don't use medication as a sole therapy approach. A psychotherapy is the first line treatment for PPD. Don't continue drug treatment that is not effective. So that should stop it right away. And don't combine several drugs to avoid polypharmacy. This is one of the things the PPD patients mostly fall into. Don't use drugs that are unsafe in case of overdose, such as tricyclic antidepressant, or have a high addictive potential, such as benzodiazepine. This, by here, by by by, by this phrase, we reached we reach, we have reached to the an end of our uh, podcast today. I would thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please. Give me a like, and if you have any comments, suggestion, or feedback, please write them below in the comments section. Thank you so much again, and uh, see you soon.